Hey everyone, and welcome to the Why in Your Twenties. This is Fifi Nat here. We are two counselors in our twenties, navigating our adulthood away from our home country. This is where we explore questions that might come across in our twenties, including relationships, identities, and all kinds of uncertainties. Some topics will be fun; others can be a bit scary and uncomfortable. But sit with it, because that's actually when we learn and grow. Just a friendly reminder: the information presented in this podcast is for general information purposes only. If you are struggling, please seek professional help. We might not have everything figured out yet, but together we can make this journey less lonely and scary. So, welcome, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Why in Your Twenties. Hope all the listeners are having a great week so far. Last week we spoke of our conflict we encountered, and in this episode we'll learn more on what happened in our second conversation. You know our strengths in resolving conflicts and what we've concluded and learned from this whole experience. Without further ado, let's begin. So you you didn't think of like what was the like main issue, underlying issue that was bothering me. I know the main issue because you explicitly say it out, which is, which is, I feel like I'm not part of it, and then you quickly dismiss it, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, and at that time I'm like, I'm also anxious. Oh, should I keep digging further down to explore what that is? Oh, I I should just reflect on it and make my own assumption maybe because of this she feel that. So I guess it's not. It's partially resolved after the first conversation. What was it about the second conversation that you feel like it was resolved? Other than you know, like putting it on the table, saying, "Hey, we have this conflict." Because that conversation, okay, let's kind of briefly go through like what actually happened in the second conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, audience. <laughs> we we're just very in our heads, and I think we were very interested in knowing what actually happened for the other person. Yeah, I think for me, the second conversation is. We're actually discussing about th- this topic, like conflict resolution styles. Like we are planning the outline, yeah, planning different topics, and this was one of them. Yeah. And then I bring up, do you feel like we have a conflict recently? And <laughs> and she say no. What do you think? Depends on how you define conflict. Yeah. So I know from that there's some resentment or there's some uncomfortable feelings within both of us, and I think we didn't talk much about. What exactly? Yeah, exactly. But I just feel like okay, we are on the same page that we both realize there's some discomfort, and I have a feeling that we both want to work on it. That we are both mature enough to talk about it. But at the same time, I'm also aware that you're also frustrated about yourself. I think that you bring it up in the second conversation that you are frustrated that you couldn't explain yourself. So I feel like okay. So she struggled to explain. It's not like she. I don't care. Like I think to me, I'm more scared of you saying I don't care whatever. But honestly, sometimes I don't care. No, I mean like I don't care whatever in that sense that in a resentful way. How how can you decipher like what I say I don't care is when I actually don't care though? It's it's just a gut feeling to be honest. Like there's no. I think the way that you talk about it and that we are in the same room openly talk about it, it feels like. It's a mutual conversation,、mm-hmm. and I think the most important thing is I know both of us want to work on it. So to me, it's like okay, I can give it time that we slowly explore,、yeah. 
it doesn't have to be one conversation to fix everything. Well, I don't think that. Yeah, that is not possible yeah. for everything. Yeah. But at least I'm not frustrated anymore that I don't know what's going on. So I feel like that's the difference between the first and the second. Where, okay, I bring this up on the table now. We both are on the same page. We can move forward and explore that further in the future. Does it make sense to you? That's no, my side yeah. of the story. What's your side? I think that's the very basic difference of you being anxious and me avoiding. I think that's how the conflict actually started. Basically, it's the way we communicate with one another. Yeah, but actually, I I know the second conversation gives you kind of like something that we're resolving. It helped you in a way, right? But for me, actually, the second conversation was even more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was. I I don't know like if you felt it or like the other people felt it, but I was very uncomfortable. And even after the conversation, like that night, I was reflecting like how could I have. Phrased it better. How could I have expressed it? Express how I actually am feeling to to convey like what I'm actually feeling or what I'm actually thinking about. And I couldn't do that during in that actually I couldn't do that in that conversation. So I was like very annoyed, like even more frustrated with myself. So I would say the second conversation was just like, ugh, it's. I don't. I don't know if you you felt that though. I think that's what I mean by me being the aggressor on the second conversation. Not in the sense that I'm shouting at you, but because I'm frustrated that I pushed you to talk about it now. Like I want to know why, and I do feel like I could have stepped back a bit and give you more space to think about that. Which, in the sense that when you told me you feel frustrated because you couldn't find the right word to express it or. You don't know what you're feeling at that moment. That I feel like okay, at least we are on the same page. That there is something, and we can talk about it.、Mm. And you know, like like when we were saying, I'm like when I was saying, oh, I'm frustrated, and then you said, you or someone else at what? And I was like, okay, I'm frustrated at being frustrated. And then you asked like, at what then? Like, what's it? The, and then in my mind, I was like, I think it's just. It's definitely not the best way of communicating, and I know that's why I didn't say it. But in my mind, I was just like, "What do you want me to say? I'll say it. Just tell me what to say." I know. You know, I was gonna say that. Well, I, I don't know exactly what you're gonna say, but I think on my end is, <laughs> if people know me, I take a little bit more time to understand things. So when you say I'm frustrated, and I'm like, "At what?" Like, and she's like, "I'm frustrated that." I'm frustrated. I don't know what it is, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> so I was like, at that time, I didn't know I'm pushing, pushing you a bit further. But I think when I go back, when I reflect back the night, I'm like, oh, okay. She's frustrated because she's frustrated. She she don't know what is, what it is. So no matter how much I ask her, she don't know. But then at that moment, I'm like, I couldn't get that. Like it didn't came through my mind that you're frustrated because. You're frustrated at yourself, even though you explicitly say it out. Okay, there's an added element to it. Is that honestly the second conversation? Half of the second conversation was like my housemate was there, right? So I can. She was just like I know she was staring at me or not. Even even if it's not staring at me, she was listening very intently. <laughs> Maybe you don't know what you wanted me to say, but I know what she wanted me to say. Well, it's a big assumption, but she wanted me to say that I'm frustrated at you, because 
like from her side it's like I just have to voice out my emotions or express my emotions even if it's towards a person or towards an action or whatever that's why I would say like I feel like you you act you or like the other person like there's an added element to that it's like you know what you want to hear I'll just say that to resolve that conflict even though it like obviously objectively speaking it doesn't resolve that conflict and obviously I have no idea what I expect yeah, you exactly. to say <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, but that's that's I think that's the interesting part and that night like I was going back I couldn't sleep and just reflecting back it's like okay I know it, <laughs> my housemate will be rolling her eyes the whole time <laughs> I can just feel it because I inter- I know I internalize a lot of my emotions and I would say I'm frustrated at myself for honestly just having these emotions or having any emotions towards this conflict or even having a conflict essentially I'm why there's a conflict is because like you care about something that's why there's a conflict and then I was just frustrated at myself like you have tried so hard to keep people at length even if you let someone in like you should still have that circle (laughs) that wall between you and the other person to not allow other people to basically have that much effect on how you're feeling so I was very frustrated at myself to not be able to do that because I'm caring about it and I'm like thinking hmm okay this is just me overthinking everything let's say hmm what is this it that I'm caring about okay I'm caring about this podcast I'm caring about this friendship basically you're caring so much that it's you're allowing to affect you so much maybe you should not care (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i I know it's it's not it's not a very healthy way of of thinking and it's just me internalizing every everything and just overthinking about everything and that's honestly this is the conclusion that i'm having it's Mm. like i'm caring too much i should just stop caring this is the conclusion that i'm having right now to resolve the conflict I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm not saying it's the most healthy way. But this is my conclusion of the whole conflict, of the whole situation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes? I mean, I, I can see why your roommate's housemate will be rolling your eyes. Um, but I also respect your decision. Because I feel like everyone needs their own space. I think one thing that is I really appreciate that transparency. That you're able to voice up what's going through and what's the decision at the end because I think that's huge I think neither of us was able to do that I think for my end is I need to know what's the boundaries of you like to what extent that I can ask or clarify to the point that it's not pushing you too much but also getting some clarification on my side because it would be really unfair for me to just say no we need to talk about it. You need to open up like a open book. So I guess the way to resolve this conflict is how can we meet in the middle ground where, okay, you don't really need to open up too much, but also I can get my clarification on what are you upset about in this and, or how can I do better, if that makes sense. Yes, and, and I think that's something that you mentioned in the second, second conversation that we had is that it's moving forward. What can you do? to prevent this from happening basically from my conclusion is that i won't allow this to happen again you do you but i won't let this happen no no i mean like you don't have to change like you you don't have to change 
it's about my way of thinking. That's why I won't allow this conflict to happen again. Because if I'm able to change the way I work or change the way I feel about certain things or change the way I, I my, my thoughts about certain things, then there wouldn't be a conflict. But it would just be on your side thinking there won't be any conflict there. And I can change accordingly. So what I hear you saying is that you want to know what I'm thinking. So basically how we can do that is just you asking me and then I'll be as transparent as possible. And I don't think there's any change needed from your side. Even though some things I feel like I can do better? I mean, you can. You can you can change or whatever like based on how you want to improve or grow in yourself. But because of my conclusion is I'm allowing other people's behavior to affect how I feel. And I don't want that. And I <laughs> think it's like to prevent that, I would just change the way. Basically, I change my, my not my boundaries, my boundaries of emotions. Do you, is, is, does that make sense? No, that doesn't mm, make sense. No. Like my boundaries of pe- people affecting me. Okay, do let me know if I'm, you know, stepping across that boundaries. But it's not, it's not something that you can do. It's me creating that boundaries within myself. What exactly are you afraid of that people are impacting your emotions? Because it's out of my control. So why? It's not afraid, but more like you have to realize that the stuff that you do, it's I can I have no control over that, right? So what I can I I can control what you do. We can communicate. We can, but at the same time, I have no control in you changing or doing adaptation or whatever. I don't have any control in that. What I have in control is. Changing how I behave, changing how I feel, changing how I think. Mm, I couldn't disagree on this though, because I guess every communication is meeting in the middle ground. Like it's mutual. Like I can't just do whatever I want, and you just adapt to my behavior and just letting me do whatever I want to. I'm not intended to harm you, but if I do, I'm just like, okay. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. I'm just not. Include you in every decision. I'll just do my own thing, but then you still okay. I'll accept this. All right, babe. You need to take your emotions in, okay? <laughs> like this is not impacting you. No, you're still a happy person. It's really hard on yourself. I I. I that's why I'm I'm saying it's not a very <laughs> it's very dysfunctional. <laughs> and I'll probably delete this from the podcast because it's too dysfunctional. And I think this is how I actually, like, my, my mind, how my mm. mind actually works. Is, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Do you think this is something that you just need to do it for yourself at this moment? That you can be dysfunctional, but because maybe you have a lot on, that you, this part is not ready to change yet. Mm. It's not that I, there's, there's not enough motivation for me to change. Whether I have the capacity to do so, I don't know. I haven't thought through that but there's no motivation for me to change when it is actually i would say it's working okay (laughs) 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 debatable but debatable yeah yeah (laughs) and honestly i think yeah it's it's me internalizing a lot of the stuff that happens in my life it's just because i'm very aware that you're your your behavior, your thoughts, your 
your decision is very out of my control and I have to really focus on what I can control. Even if like there's effective communication and all that, it doesn't mean that you will change. And why do you have to change? There's no basis. Like there's no, like you don't have to, right? And you don't need to. But that's based on me, whether I choose to change or not. You can, yeah. But how would I able to decide that if I don't know what to change? Well, but why do you have to change according to what I'm thinking or feeling or saying? It might not just only be you, but it might just be me as a person, how I deal with things or how I communicate that I'm flawed. I'm not a perfect human being. I want to grow. So I want to know what I can do better. And that's how through communicating with people, because it's not always self-reflection, you will able to reflect everything. True, because true, true. Maybe I lack that awareness as well. So I really appreciate when you know, you give me feedback and then I really, I do put effort in think of it, okay. Some, it's not every time you give feedback, I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm seeing that as a no, no. But it's more like, okay, she give that, what exactly is that I can change? And I'll just adapt accordingly. And I do believe sometimes that I'm, it's the other case where, oh, I already put a lot of effort in thinking this. And she said, no, I have that hard feeling inside. But I think that's my problem. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't give it back to me. I think it's me able to sit with that no and objectively thinking, okay, it's not about me that it's a no, but it's more about the thing that we are working on. And be able to drop that fixation on this, I've put in a thought, I need to fix with that. Instead, taking this out and think, okay, I know I put a lot of effort in thinking this, but for the benefit of as a whole, I'm flawed as well. Maybe some idea that what you said will be more beneficial to the whole picture. And I agree sometimes I'm too fixated. I need to dive deep into why, 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 why I need to change this. It's not that I'm not accepting well. I want that explanation, but I also get I couldn't always expect or push people to fully explain themselves. So I guess that's where the boundaries is. Okay, to what extent that I can ask and to what extent that you can communicate saying, I'm, I'm tired, I, I'm tired of explaining, if that makes sense. Yes, I think, I think especially like for this, like the why thing, like I think you see it as like something that you can prevent, right? Like, or like it's the boundaries I set and then you, you not crossing it, right? No, I was still cross. <laughs> But then why why bother? Like what like what's the point of me letting you know when to stop when you're then gonna I'll, cross that boundary? Because I'm oh, sorry, um not like I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask why, but more like when you actually cross that boundaries of, of asking why. Then you'll be able to let me know. But that that's that's what I'm saying, like you're seeing it as something that you can prevent from crossing my boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. To so you want to understand that from my side is that if you cross boundaries then either I can adjust my boundaries or I simply just answer it in another way Mm. but I would say this moving forward I will this is a conclusion that I have whether it's healthy or not let's not dive deep into that because we are flawed we we are both two very dysfunctional at out here (laughs) (laughs) Let's not compare, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think 
from this episode, people can tell that I'm so much more dysfunctional than you, in at least in communicating. <laughs> what was I saying? And so moving forward is you can ask like whatever you want. I will answer to all the questions that you have. I'll answer them fully, transparently, as truthful as I can be. I won't lie. The only time I will say no is when it's conflicting with my Christian values. Other than that, I won't say no. Mm. I think that's where I can draw the line. Other mm-hmm. other stuff, I can like I'll be like as flexible as possible, or like be as compromising as possible. Mm-hmm. That's completely fine on me. So I do have boundaries. You do. Yeah. You do. See, I'm health. I'm functional person. I'm a functional being. Okay. <laughs> to people who roll their eyes at me, I am functional. <laughs> I'm a functional being. And I think on my end, I do have something that I. Oh, definitely have something that I can improve as well. But you know, since that we have said so many things that we are so dysfunctional, what are some of our strengths? Let's end in like a nice way. What are some of our strengths in resolving conflict in general, or in particular to this incident? Okay, I mean, in general, I I I think again going back to is like I I can have that conversation without any awkwardness. Mm-hmm. If I actually decide to, you know, face it, yeah, I think that's something I'm able to do that comforts me, that makes me feel more comfortable. I don't know about the other person. Mm-hmm. I feel like that usually that's what happens. That there isn't any uncomfortableness. Maybe there's uneasiness or like they're not able to get their answers or whatnot. But during that conversation, it won't be uncomfortable. So would you say you are quite good at delivering the message that you want to say? I would say so to to a certain extent, like in a way that is not too uncomfortable for yeah. both parties. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I think for me is I'm very open. Like I'm very open to share how I feel. If once I decided, we can talk about it. I I think if you if you asked me a few years ago, I wouldn't be able to say okay, we have a conflict. Let's talk about it. I I would just avoid all the way. I'm like, okay, nothing happened. It's not a big deal. Everything is perfect here. I'm absolutely like that. Like I deny and minimize so that, yeah, if I don't talk to that person, with time things will be fine. Because that's how I resolved conflict when I was young as well. Like the Cold War and don't talk for like one month and you know slowly start talking back and we'll be fine. And the older I get, I realize this. It doesn't solve anything, so I think now thinking back, my strengths would be being able to have difficult conversation, and once I decided to have that, I'm able to be open to explain myself what my concern is. I think that's really a big step when compared to five years ago. And I think even not just being very open in communicating what your thoughts are, how you feel, but also. Being very receptive of what the other person is saying as well. Um, I think that's what you do very do very well in as well. Just because I think you provide that space or provide maybe it's just you trying to understand what I'm saying. Probably. Um, <laughs> but I think that help, at least it helps me in allowing me to be very not cautious but being more thoughtful in my wording, my choice of words, or the way I phrase things. I think that helps me in just. Being able to communicate a bit better、mm. in what I'm trying to say. 
And I think so as you, like you're very calm as well. Like you, like I will feel really anxious if someone starts swearing at me. So I feel like you'll be able to not escalating that conversation really helps both of us to be objective as much as we can and sit to talk about it. So I think, you know, we, we are dysfunctional, but we do have our strengths at the same time. Um, yeah. Okay. And maybe we can end on thinking something we might want to change that you might not ready. But in the future, I do want to change in this step to re- resolve conflict. Is there anything that you think you might be able to improve in? I think it's more how I communicate and bringing up my discomfort in an earlier stage, but not also afraid that I might offend the other person. I feel like this is something I want to work on. Like being able to voice up, not pointing fingers, but voicing up my discomfort and just like being a bit more assertive, not aggressive, not dismissing, if that's the opposite. Not passive-aggressive. Yeah, not passive-aggressive, but being assertive and say, hey, I feel this when you said this, or I feel this when you did this. I think I'm still not there yet, even though I keep telling people to do it. I, I completely agree with you for myself as well. I think for me, I, I think there's a general thing is, a general thing is just not having, like the first thought of conflict, like resolving conflict is to run away. That was always my first thought, even for this conflict. Conversations of moving states. I, I know it's a joke, but I would not move states <laughs> just for this, com- <laughs> this just for this conflict. But I would avoid as much as possible. And another thing, specifically for this conflict, is if it were to happen again, whether it's with you, with other people, it's not. Especially for the second conversation that we had, I think how I avoided it was to include other people and. I think that's like coming from my my own discomfort is in just expressing how I was actually feeling. Including other people in the process, it doesn't have to be like that and I wouldn't recommend it. But I think the first conversation that I shared with my housemate, that was, I, I would say that's still okay. At least from my side, it's still okay. But not involving them in the conversation when we're trying to resolve a conflict or having an open conversation. That is something that thinking back there, there it's, it's pros and cons. Pros is it forces me to try to express my emotions. But cons is like this is something between us or it's something between the people that are involved. It's not, you know, other people's businesses. Mm. You good? Mm. I think we both did well. Like, I, I think it's a, both of us, I'm assuming, it's a huge step in resolving conflict. I would say it surprised me that we have a conflict. <laughs> oh no, just because not that we we don't we can't have conflicts, but just in general that okay, I'm going back to like my dysfunctional side is that I'm surprised I let myself to have a conflict with another person. <laughs> because I can I can tell you like I don't think I've ever had a conflict with a friend that I actually have an open conversation afterwards. Mm. It's like, oh, there's a hint of conflict. Okay, I'm not going to care. That's huge. What do you mean that's huge? It's scary, but, you know, still reflecting on that. Let's see what kind of dysfunctional conclusion I can come up with. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, to be fair, 
I faced this maybe more than five years ago that some one of my friends told me, I want to talk about you because I care about you. And to that point, I it just clicks. Like, it's just like a aha moment or something. I'm like, okay, you don't really have to always run away. It is uncomfortable during the conversation for sure because it's your first time doing it. That's okay. And it took me like five years of doing small steps every time I step a bit have a bigger steps that makes the whole process a bit easier but it's still difficult but my conclusion is we both did well sure but we need more communication in the future <laughs> no, I, I agree and i i, I really honestly I, I really do encourage listeners to if there is a conflict in your life with another person with another friend whatever it is really communicate and try to resolve it when you guys are both comfortable in doing so and just being as open as possible not being you know passive aggressive or aggressive or dismissive just being open and very receptive of the other person's feelings emotions it's and not escalate it as well i think for us it wasn't hard to do so but you know, uh, you never know. So actually, just be mindful of that. And, you know, we can try to grow and be more of the mindful type of resolving conflicts. Like, I recognize there's a conflict. How can we actually resolve it together and not just like very one-sided in making changes? I know I'm very contradicting myself right now, but it's okay. Um... Awareness, awareness, the awareness. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, conflict is not always a bad thing. It really helps you grow. It helps you learn. So I was very uncomfortable. Hope you listeners were comfortable in listening to our conflict. I think this whole episode is very different from what we used to do, you know. I don't know if you guys can learn something from it, but I think it's just, I don't know, it might be an example for you guys to see what a, how a communication about a conflict looks like. Just letting you guys know. It is uncomfortable it, because you're being vulnerable, but that's how you learn and grow, right? That's what we said in the podcast, mm-hmm. sitting with it, talking about it. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of feeling that you're not alone. And you know what? If you, have, you don't have any conflicts, that's awesome. But you can also reflect back on you know, what type of conflicts you find most challenging in dealing with and how do you actually resolve them ideally or... Um, realistically and just you know what are your strengths in resolving conflicts is there any changes you want to make in your way of resolving conflicts you know so these are some of the reflections that you you can do on your on your side you go and do that we'll end the episode here Um, (laughs) you do you (laughs) um, we keep dysfunctional We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep being dysfunctional. I'm oh, sorry. I'll be, keep being dysfunctional. Nat will keep growing. You keep growing. <laughs> you keep reflecting. Um, but yes, in the meantime, check us out on the Instagram, Why in Your 20s, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.